open phones every single night, seven nights a week. You can join us here from 7 to 10 at night Eastern Time. The number for you if you want to jump on the airwaves, share your thoughts with us. It's 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. Beagles Mountaineer. And the captain. Coming up, uh, sounds like Biden is making a list and checking it twice. Oh, oh no. He's going to find out if uh, you are a religious objector, and I think he's considering you pretty naughty. For Nothing that, so we'll says doing the right thing like a government making a list. Yes, that never bad things never come from that. Never. Right? Uh, so we can Only talk about that. Good. Right. That's on the way here, uh, Peakless Mountaineer. You've got that story, but uh, Captain, there's apparently some sort of a freedom march that's scheduled. For a little bit later this month, I guess uh, yeah, January twenty uh, third. So like it? what, nine days or something? Yeah. What is that? Is that a weekend? Uh, That's a Sunday. Apparently. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So yeah, yeah. January twenty third tomorrow. I stumbled upon this. It just crossed my feed, and I was surprised I hadn't heard anything about it because uh, the article that uh, I got this from was the Free Thought Project. But this is just from their website, which I haven't read until just now. Uh, January 23rd, 2022, Washington, D.C. United we stand. In peace we march. We want to be free. The mandates are not American. Stop the mass firings. Stop segregating by vaccination status. Stop calling Americans unpatriotic for making a personal medical choice. We're coming home. Americans of every class and color, Democrats and Republicans, vaccinated and unvaccinated, United we stand, in peace we march. And they've got a bunch of media uh, links and some videos from some people, but it says the plan. We will start the march at 11.30 a.m. at the Washington Monument. We will march together to the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, approximately one mile. At the Lincoln Memorial, a wide range of featured guests will be waiting, recording artists, prominent doctors, journalists, pro athletes, actors, and premier thought leaders We'll give a series of inspiring talks and musical performances. Well, that's just going to change everything. <laughs> a bunch of people marching in D.C. I, I mean, read that, that always works. No, I right? read this and I'm like, oh, can I get a VIP pass? Will there be a beer garden? You know, like, <laughs> it sounds like a concert. Well, hey, I mean, uh, if this is your reason to hang out with other Liberty people, go for it. Yeah, I, I'm just, my view on this type of a thing is it accomplishes little. Well, I mean, as always, just like every other kind of protest-oriented thing, I mean, one of the things it does accomplish is at least you don't feel like you're the only one that uh, that's having a problem with this. Yeah. I mean, like, that that was one of the things that drove me nuts for mm, most of 2020. But you know... It was just, like, how few people at that time were speaking out of any of the stuff. But you know how sketchy the government feels about folks protesting now since the... Uh January 6th. <laughs> I don't even know what to call that. Since the informal tour. The unauthorized. The tour. unauthorized tour by old people, men with canes, on January 6th. The notably disarmed coup attempt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I tend to think that uh, having a protest does give you the benefit of networking, but not if it's a, a Washington, D.C. protest, because then you've got literally people coming in from all over the place, most of whom... It doesn't really benefit you in any sort of tangible fashion to network with. Like when you go to Concord, New Hampshire, or your local area, if you if something happens locally, then at least you're meeting people that 
in theory, you could see again yeah. at some point. You could do something else with at some point. You could maybe move things in a in a positive direction in one geographic area. But this is just a big, you know, well, there's, show. There's more to resistance than geography. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm but that makes a huge difference. Sure, but I mean, like this is this is the internet age. So I mean, it's not like you're unable to act with these people because they, you know, are the next state over or five states. What are you going to do on the internet? Have a little online protest? Well, uh, for one thing, it's always good for information sharing. <laughs> you, you know uh, they, they might hear about our program from someone they meet at this. Uh, well, and part of it also is just like you you end up with like pictures of, hey, look at how many people gathered for this event. I mean, that always warms my heart when I find out that like uh, Germany or something like that has mm-hmm. this huge protest. It's like, OK, well, at least they care. You know how the uh, hippies would, you know, the joke was about what are they going to do, sit around and sing Kumbaya? I was thinking these people could do Zumbaya well, over the internet. Color me skeptical about this. I mean, on the positive side, Awaken with JP is apparently involved in this. Uh, JP Sears. Who's, that guy's uh, been knocking it out of the park with his media. Pretty hilarious comedian online who has taken his YouTube uh, presence and has made it, you know, very political i mean as far as it used to be more just kind of making fun of woo woo stuff and uh it was a lot of fun back when it was that and now he's just gone full-on uh frontal assault against the uh, the the status quo however uh i'm pretty skeptical of this here given that it's uh, they're selling masks there's an apparel and merchandise section here where i I just scrolled down and just saw it and i thought oh my god are you serious don't expect me to believe that this is going to be some sort of group of you know people who actually care about defeating the mandates when they're not even willing to take a mask off, they're selling mask products um, there, here. There are circumstances where you don't really get the choice of whether or not to wear a mask or like going to the airport, for example. Sure. Like you do not have the opportunity to fly anywhere unless you have a mask on. Yeah, that so, much I mean, is true. In the Although there was a video recently of a dude who sat on a plane, apparently, allegedly, with a french fry sticking out of his mouth like a cigarette the entire time. And that way he could have his mask off. <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but it was it was pretty funny. That's the well, kind of protest I, I can get behind. Yeah. You know? I, I definitely remember them tightening up that restriction. I, I don't fly that much, but yeah. like uh, on on one of the flights, like okay, well I could I could I could have my mask down while I was in general having my beverage. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the way back, they're like, now we want to remind all of you that you have to put your masks up between sips. Ridiculous. Just absolutely insane. Well, all of this is insane. Yeah, we, is. we know from what's been happening with the prosecution of people who were in D.C. for January 6th and that the federal government has spent tons of money and insane amounts of man hours scrolling through hours of YouTube videos mm-hmm. and other social media trying to identify people to arrest, right? Like... You know, I I sit here and we're a nationally syndicated radio show and we're on the internet, you know, like, okay, that's fine. I'm already a target, Mm. you know, and anybody who really speaks out against government is a target as Mm -hmm. far as the government is concerned. You're just helping them build their list now. Well, oh, by uh, showing up at protests? Well, at this one anyway. Well, apparently well, this is I mean, part of a worldwide a, event. Well, I mean, it's oh, really? a it, yeah. it's a give and take, though. I mean, uh, uh, for, I, for one, am in favor of anything that helps to establish and propagate an anti-authoritarian culture of any variety. We agree. 
And I mean, this definitely does that. I mean, that's part of what a culture does is you have social events and cultural events like, you know, music and things like that. So, I mean, uh, it, to encourage everyone to actually stand their ground on this and to remind them that there is this culture of anti-authoritarian people. I mean, sure, there's trade-offs. And yes, it's going to upset the authoritarians. Shocker. But, I mean, that's the thing where if enough of us do this, it doesn't matter. I mean, if their list is too long for us for them to target us, then their list doesn't matter. The lists matter when they're small enough groups for them to, to effectively target the people. Yeah, well, that is definitely true. I just uh, think if you're going to go to a demonstration, if you're going to get together with people, it makes a lot more sense to go somewhere local. I just, you know, there's the old saying is, what was it Alexander Haig, who I think was a Reagan administration official, said, let them protest so long as they pay their taxes. Right. Uh, it ultimately doesn't matter to them. It does not scare them. Uh, they know that, you know, these crowds are relatively uh, obedient. They're going to do what they're told. They're going to stay within the the, the lines. Well, they're and that's gonna... one of the, the opportunities that you have here is that you can have a whole lot of people there talking about cryptocurrency, talking about how you can run an alternative economy so that we just mm. make an end run around the systems that are oppressing us. Maybe, but I don't see any of that type of thing on the... The itinerary. Well, I mean, that's the thing. If it's done locally, then you might actually be able to influence the itinerary. You're not going to be able to just show up at this thing and be able to take the stage. There's probably not going to be an open mic. But if you go to the one, I presume there will be one in Concord, New Hampshire, because this, again, is part of a worldwide demonstration. Their website is WorldWideDemonstration.com, and they've had several of these so far. So this is one in a series. Uh, Then you might actually be able to say what you have to say. And more coming up. Free Talk Live, and you're invited. If you want to join us here, the number is 603-283-6160. There is yet another of these worldwide demonstrations scheduled for not just Sunday. It's apparently for both either uh, Saturday or Sunday. This coming, not this tomorrow, not this weekend, but this coming weekend, the next one. Uh, the 22nd and the 23rd, so some places on the planet will be having theirs on the 22nd, on Saturday. Apparently, D.C. is going to be doing one on the 23rd, and we've talked about this organization before. We're, it's a very loose organization. Uh, WorldWideDemonstration.com, we'll get uh, deeper into it here in just a moment, but also want you to know that Bitcoin.com is a longtime sponsor here on Free Talk Live and really appreciate the work that they do over there, helping introduce brand new people to the ideas of cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. You can learn more about those things over by clicking Get Started at the top of the page over at Bitcoin.com and you'll get some introductory videos that will help you understand the basics about cryptocurrency, which if you haven't taken the time to do that yet, you can get some of them down in about three minutes. The first video is only going to take about three minutes of your time, but if you want to dig deeper, they have the resources for that too. Head over to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started, and if you're not brand new to crypto, then you'll enjoy their news site, which has all kinds kinds of interesting uh, info and headlines, and uh, it's updated every single day, probably multiple times a day, over at news.bitcoin.com. That's news.bitcoin.com. Look, about this protest thing, like, don't get me wrong, if I'm not doing anything else, I'll be watching it on YouTube or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, wherever folks are streaming the thing, uh, because it is something to pay attention to. It's not something I'm going to participate in. Why not? Because I don't see the point. 
I got to agree with you. I don't think there's any point at all. Uh, in fact, I think it is pro- really risky to go down to D.C., yeah. where you yeah. literally are going into the belly of the beast, where there's cops, federal agents everywhere. Uh, you know, yeah, that that is one part that uh, I mean, I, I've seen the what they are willing to do to protect the the D.C. area. You know, in terms of uh, the soldiers that they'll put out, the sure. the uh, barricades that they'll put up, I've the seen razor them wire, arrest people for dancing, the people yeah. they'll shoot. And, and you never know when they're going to be like, oh, well, this was a fine place to be yesterday, but we've suddenly declared that this area is now off limits. And then, oh, well, someone took down the barricade to let you know that this was off limits. So you had literally no way of knowing that you couldn't be there. But now yeah. you go to jail for 20 years because you didn't know you weren't supposed to be in right. that area. It's kind of today. like if you were a G.I. Joe character and you were going to go with a bunch of your friends and march on the Cobra Commander's headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, whereas if you do it in your local area... It's way more effective. Whether it's going to the state capitol, I mean, I understand if you're in a big state, that's probably not worth doing, uh, but you know, going downtown in your, the city where that's nearest to you, uh, this may be worthwhile because then you're meeting people you can work with again in the future, they're close by, you can do other things. The networking to me is so much more valuable at a local event. And I'll tell you what, here in New Hampshire, having been to a ton of these things, uh, I mean, not specifically worldwide demonstration, I don't know if I went to one of those or not because they all blend together, but we did uh, in Concord, New Hampshire, out mm-hmm. in front of the state house in 2020 uh and i don't know if we probably happened in 2021 it's all blending together for me now but we've definitely had multiple events with hundreds of people we're talking about 500 to a thousand people which is very very large i think there was one with almost 1500 in 2021 uh that happened where people were marching in in concord and those are fine because like the cops won't mess with us in concord they they don't want to come over and talk to us because most of the people at these events they know their rights or at least a lot of them do there's going to be multiple video cameras whipped out it's going to look really bad for them and like in new hampshire you're allowed to open carry guns without any kind of Mm. permission i was going to say never never march on cobra command without laser rifles that's one thing i learned (laughs) from gi joe yes if you have laser rifles they'll have ones of the alternate color and no one will manage to hit anyone that's that's how it works that's just physics i mean I was at uh, two of the Concord protests. You were, yeah. That's right. Uh, and, like, the cops would do, like, the obligatory drive around, you know. Sometimes sort of, sort they didn't the block, even drive by. But the the one, like, I didn't see any cops at all. Now, that's mm-hmm. not to say there weren't, like, an undercover guy in the crowd sure. or something, you know, that kind of well, thing. But I didn't see any marked vehicles at all at one of them. The yeah, other one, literally I, saw, at one I just saw them, like, sort of drive around one time just right. to, like, make sure their presence was known yeah and that's one of those things where like if they bring in uh the the national guard for concord like that's gonna make the news like that is a big thing whereas like if you bring in an unbelievable military force to uh uh, dc like no one's gonna bat an eye well and true correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think you can be armed in dc you cannot no no, you can't. Adam Kokesh learned that the hard Legally, way. Legally, anyway, right. That's what yeah. I mean. I just didn't know if it was specific to uh, the capital, like, you know. Unless you're the police. Uh, or if it was the entire Fairly metro certain area. Fairly certain the entire uh, district of Columbia. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So if, say, government decided to fire upon this crowd. The, it would be a slaughter. It, it would. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, just like on uh, January 6th, no one was armed except for like one person uh, other than the, the police that were protecting this building, uh, which, of course, is how someone got shot and killed. So, yeah, I mean, you're looking at the same circumstances as that. Well, and like the same thing, the same sort of thought that I have about protest is sort of the same thought that I have about voting, right? Like voting for a president, not going to, you might as well, you know, I don't know, you know, save it for kindling, Mm -hmm. you know. Same things here. If you, but locally, like within your own community, like I live in a really small town. Like my vote could probably make a difference in a town of you know a thousand or two thousand people, whatever it is, right? Uh, Or even like here in Keene, New Hampshire, what is it, twenty thousand people? Roundabouts, yeah. They're about like your vote might make a difference in that big of a number, Mm -hmm. but that's still kind of it's kind of stretching it. Well, I will say one thing about uh, voting on national on a national level is if you're voting third party, then you are at least expressing, hey, I'm not not voting for a Democrat or a Republican because I can't. Well, it's not that I can't get my stuff together, get out and actually vote. It's that I don't want to vote for you. Everybody, when they talk about voting, they focus on, you know, what it could accomplish or what might happen. Like voting to me is. Uh, a faulty system it is a selfish system it perpetuates hatred it perpetuates selfishness it because all it does is like uh, like okay now these people get to point the guns of government at this other group of people because they want to get their way instead of this other group pointing the guns of government at uh, these other people because it doesn't perpetuate peace it doesn't perpetuate love it doesn't perpetuate anything that really in my mind has anything to do with humanity's progress, right? That's uh, d- true. Democracy Government is, is regress. It's a reverse of progress. Yeah, and it's an ancient, antique, and barbaric system. Voting is. So is government, of course. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, but, like, when it comes to government and things of that nature, voting just seems like a horrible way to manage a community. Sure, no but doubt. it is an effective way of sending a signal. And I think that's Presuming they count the days. votes accurately. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. they, they, they I mean, count I, them somewhat accurately. You know, you know what's more and effective what, than, than that? Like hiring one of those uh, airplanes with the banner behind it. <laughs> That's a really effective way of sending a signal. I tend to think that mm. they are counted fairly accurately in New Hampshire because you can actually stand there and watch them do it mm. uh, if you want to. Like if that's what you want to nice. spend your evening doing, you could go down there and observe it. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160 is the number. In fact, I think the state house might have just passed something that's going to mandate the end of vote counting machines i don't know what the status of that bill is uh it's they're looking at it more coming up looking for a great real estate investment consider new hampshire which is ground zero for the liberty movement your first call should be to mark warden from porcupine real estate he's more than just a real estate agent he's your new hampshire concierge where are the best places to live do you want farm city the burbs or forest do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage there are homes in all price ranges in new hampshire and mark can help with financing too invest in liberty and property mark warden can help porcupinerealestate.com Free Talk Live phones open. If you want to join us here, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can bring up anything you want. We've been talking about the protests scheduled for apparently both Saturday and Sunday, the 22nd and the 23rd, globally. 
Uh, we first heard about the one in D.C., but then WorldWideDemonstration.com has several, I mean, not just several, dozens and dozens of of locations in sort of a graphic. It's not really easy to tell where they all are going to be, but basically if you've got a big city near you, there's a good chance there's something happening. Uh, people are going to be protesting. We'll tell you what it's about. Uh, a little. There's a lo- lot more detail on the Worldwide Demonstration page, so we'll share a little bit more. Because uh, I like a lot of what I'm reading here, and we'll get into that. So um, there is still that option of uh, protesting locally. Well, there's always that option. Uh, well, no, but, well, yeah, but I mean, whether or not anyone else is going to be there. That's true. Um, but yeah, this uh, this is a fairly big movement from what I can tell. They've had multiple protests over the last couple of years. I had a fairly big movement earlier today. Let's not talk about that. Uh, going instead to Tom in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Tom. On July 7th of 2016, there was a demonstration in Dallas, Texas, against police brutality. And one of the people attending, uh, Shatamia Taylor, brought her children there, and she was shot in her leg. (coughs) Now, the sniper probably did not intend to shoot her. The sniper probably, uh, but that does not reduce her pain and suffering. She did not deserve it. The sniper, by the way, uh, was shooting cops. The sniper shot 12 cops, killing five of them. But in the process, wound up shooting her, and uh, she did not deserve it because the the sniper should have been more careful. And uh, she went on TV. She was on the news afterwards uh, saying how much she owes a debt of gratitude to these brave and heroic cops that rushed to her aid you know, to protect her. So it, it actually defeats uh, the purpose. Well, they didn't protect her because she got shot. Cops. Yeah. Now, uh, you take a look at what happened on December 23rd in Los Angeles when the Los Angeles Police Department killed that 14-year-old girl who was trying on dresses in a fitting room. Okay. Uh, the, if the cop should have been more careful, well, yeah, the cop should have been more careful, and maybe I'm not familiar with this case. What happened? would have been might not have uh, been. Tom, what happened? I'm not familiar with the case. Someone was killed in a dressing room. A teenager. Yeah, Valentina uh, Orellana Peralta was in a fitting room trying on dresses. She's four. She was 14 years old, and uh, the cop was shooting a suspect, and the bullet penetrated the wall of the fitting room and Ugh. penetrated the 14-year-old girl and there's this outrage it's in reason magazine by the name by the way jeez uh, about tom that. thanks for the call tonight appreciated the number 603-283-6160 uh that is the number here and of course you're free to join us and bring up whatever's on your mind i know tom does like to uh, sort of dance around suggesting violence. I just want to make sure we're clear. I'm against that. I don't think violence makes things better. I don't think that killing cops is a solution. I don't think that that's going to make things better. And, you know, if you look back at what he talked about in Dallas, it didn't end the police department or anything like that. It didn't yeah. It didn't stop people from joining the Dallas police department. Like, if this protest in D.C., like, if the outcome of it was that oh all the mandates are done They're, they've gone away right i would go yeah right i would go i'd be like oh really that's gonna be the outcome sweet yes yeah. sign me up if I'm only there. protests did something right you know but that's not going to be the outcome and in fact uh, i'm pretty sure none of the mandates are going to go away when no. the protest is done uh and so in the end a bunch of people have gathered around and maybe gotten to know each other and been like oh i'm not alone in the world well of course 
you know, if you're paying any attention. Yeah, I'm not saying this is the best possible uh, thing to do. I'm saying it's better than nothing. I mean, if, if the options are this doesn't exist or this does exist, I'm going to go with this does exist. Now, as far as like the most useful things you can do, I mean, top of the list, actually get into a community with other liberty lovers. Which Just you may not under. find here. Yeah. I mean, this may be, it may be full of conservatives for all we know. Uh, you know, who, who are the kinds of people who are likely to go to D.C.? Well, I mean, conservatives these days are the liberty lovers in the same way they're that, not really. that uh, well, in, in the same way that uh, 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 liberals or progressives or whatever you want to call them were the liberty lovers back in the days of W. Sure, but they weren't really either. I mean, they just didn't like W, and these guys don't like Biden, and they, if you put them in charge, would have their way of doing things like, you know, banning pornography or whatever, you know, forcing religion down people's throats. Well, I so, mean, some of the, some of the people have, uh, have watched their side, you know, their team go off the deep end and have basically defected from it and, and don't really have a home at this point, and uh, I certainly welcome them into the, the libertarian fold because but there are those people who are like, this is unreasonable. I'm not willing to go with you. And I'm sure eventually this will switch back around to the other side. And the the, the conservatives will start being the authoritarian Absolutely. crazies. And Liberal. when that happens, I hope a bunch of uh, of conservatives go, hey, this isn't what I signed on for. I hope for. so, too. I signed, I signed on for small constitution-level government, and you guys are going nuts with this world empire thing. But the th- cycle just keeps on going, where every time the Democrats are in office, the conservatives sound like libertarians. And then as soon as they get another taste of power, they're right back to their old ways. Right. And so what does that tell you? It tells you that uh, the problem isn't a bunch of people who feel this way on one side or a bunch of people who feel the other way on the other side. The problem is the office itself. Sure. That's preventing. Yeah, that it exists at all. It's it's continuing to divide humanity. It's it's telling the pitchfork people to attack the torch people and the torch people to attack the pitchfork people while they all sit on their fat asses and Mm -hmm. get richer telling you what to do. I'm not saying that we shouldn't reach out to either side. I think we should. Uh, I think we need to have a big tent movement. But that said, need to be realistic with what we're dealing with here. I mean, you have to understand that these people, they, they're they just barely started on their path to freedom. They might get it when it comes to being forced to wear a mask. Great. We all started somewhere. And it's important to go to these events, but not the one in D.C. It's important to go to a protest so we can have communication with these folks. The same reason I went to Occupy uh, when Occupy was happening, when those people were mad. Like, all right, people are mad at the government. I need to be there. Same reason I went to uh, our, our co-host Nobody and I both went to multiple, not Occupy, but the uh, the anti-police things that were happening, Black Lives Matter, yep. uh, last year and or in 2020. And that's because, you know, people are upset at the government. All right, let's get the libertarians out there and start recruiting, start having conversations with people because that's a that's the perfect time to, uh, you know, to reach out. So these are, I think, worthy events if they're done locally, but yeah, DC is a total waste of time and if, money. You're going to have to, what, pay for a hotel just so you yeah. can go down there and stand around, you know, with a bunch of other people you're never going to see again? And, I mean, we're here, so we're talking road trip. I know we're on the East Coast, so it's not as far for some people, but... You know, yeah, it's no still you know, at the middle of January. And hey, I mean, if, if this makes a lot of people think they're conservatives, but they're forming their identity around the idea of 
you don't get to tell me what what to put into my body. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that becomes a core part of their identity, it is not a big stretch to go from that point to I get to choose what I do put into my body. Therefore, uh, the the war on drugs is insane. The the sure. uh, the um, uh, industrial uh, prison complex is insane. And I mean, at that point, you are libertarian rather than conservative. So I mean. If if this is the the way that people are forming their identities, even if they think they're conservative, then when it goes, then when the conservative side eventually goes insane and the uh, the liberal side becomes less insane, then hopefully they can they can keep that. You're far more optimistic than I am. I feel like the crowd that's going to go to this protest in D.C. Uh, will largely be an uh, it's an echo chamber for itself. Well, I, I also wanted to get in there that like short of uh, interacting in a community where you just sidestep these institutions, I mean, the, the next best thing is to sidestep them in other ways like cryptocurrency. Stop using their money. That is Great. an important thing. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. When you compare the wording on the DC website defeat the mandates dc.com and the worldwide demonstration.com the worldwide demonstration.com is very strong there's more coming up it's free talk live it's free talk live you can join us here if you want the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. Oh, and by the way, uh, speaking of Washington, D.C., I just learned from the DefeatTheMandatesDC.com page about hotels is apparently there is a new mandate going into effect today in Washington, D.C., that is going to require proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test to enter all restaurants, bars, gyms, and indoor meeting spaces. So likely that's going to uh, include hotels. Uh, so they are trying to book people in nearby hotels in Arlington, Virginia, where such a mandate does not apply. But if you were looking, if you were even considering going to D.C. to protest the vaccines and all, you know, the mandates and all that. Well, don't Get out pl- before nightfall. Don't plan to stay. No, no, no. It's in effect now. Oh, uh, oh I see what you mean. Get out. Don't stay in a hotel. Yeah. Um, generally, if you're going to go to D.C., you're going to have to stay in a hotel somewhere because you can't just, unless you live in Arlington, Virginia, you can't just drive on over to D.C. very easily. A lot of people are going to be flying in for this. A lot of people are going to be doing uh, road trips uh, for this thing. So you're probably going to want to grab a hotel the night before and then head out uh, to this particular event. So if you're staying in D.C., they're going to want you to be vaccinated. And so remember, another reason not to go. To and remember event. what D.C. stands for. The District of Criminals. Criminals. That's right. right. Uh, the number, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live is, by the way, raising funds for some very, very poor people around the world. Specifically, uh, right now, we're looking at Bamet and Kalifi counties in Kenya. People who are in dire need of assistance. And the folks over at Give Directly, they're the first nonprofit 
that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty. They locate recipients who are in need and they use mobile money to send them cash with no strings attached. In the last decade, they've delivered over $400 million to over a million people. And research shows that giving cash to people living in poverty can help drive a range of important positive changes in their lives. Everything from employment, nutrition, to health and education. Cash makes a huge difference and it allows individuals to invest in what they need instead of relying on people from thousands of miles away choosing for them. So if you agree with that viewpoint, we agree with you. And that's why we're matching your donations of up to $30,000 in total. Uh, so you can do that. You can contribute by going to give.freetalklive.com. That's give.freetalklive.com. So I've got the list of reasons why the worldwide demonstration is happening. Okay. And I just want to go through them and let's see, you know, what we think about them. Because as I recall, the last time we looked at this site, it was pretty good. Like there wasn't a lot to disagree with. Wasn't much at all to disagree with in this list. But let's review because this is what's happening. It's not just D.C. It's cities all across the planet on the 22nd and the 23rd. There are going to be massive uh, demonstrations. As they point out here, it is an internationally syndicated community demonstration uh, dedicated to emboldening citizens to push back against coronavirus-related restrictions in their countries. The event is deployed by our member organizations in each city with full local autonomy at the grassroots level. So that alone I like because they're not trying to control this thing from the top down. Yeah, I mean, they have their website and they have the things that they say on their website. But ultimately what happens in uh, you know, uh, Tampa, Florida or what happens in Concord, uh, New Hampshire is, may or may not you know, be exactly the same. So here's what they say. Uh, They're taking a stand for five important freedoms, the freedom of speech, freedom of movement, freedom of choice, freedom of assembly, and freedom of health. They say further that lockdown and border closures have taken lives to increase suicide rates and destroyed livelihoods, causing financial ruin. And, of course, we've been covering this ugliness for the last two years now at this point. And we've seen it personally. We've seen it here in New Hampshire with... People that we know losing their businesses, for instance. Thankfully, I don't think I've known anyone who's committed suicide, but we've certainly seen the stories about the rates of those things going up dramatically. I know people who've lost their jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, No population should ever again be subjected to ubiquitous public incarceration. And by that, they're talking about lockdowns. Mm -hmm. But yet they continue. Uh, Well, and it shouldn't have happened in the first place. Everybody should have recognized what it was and been like, hey, wait a minute. But new. No. You mean there should have been mass civil disobedience against that? <laughs> yeah, like everybody uh, in at least America, if not other, you know, the free world, right? The westernized free world, mm-hmm. if you will. Like, should have just been like, hey, this seems an awful lot like persecution. Yeah. Well, it, it, people were willing to give them a, give them some rope for, for part of it. They're like, okay, well, it looks like this is a really important thing, so we'll just go ahead and let our government be tyrannical as they want to for a little while i mean don't get me wrong there the were thing is, there were people who were like hey wait a minute and like we were some of them yeah <laughs> yeah we yeah. were partying on uh, central square you know 36 weeks in a row in 2020 well and that's the thing like it, uh, i think a lot of people thought okay well I'll, I'll let them get away with it for a little while not realizing that once you've given them the power to do that for one day 
or two weeks. They don't let you have yeah, freedom back. They're not going to let you have it back. It's going to be way harder to go back to where you started from than it would have been to just refuse it in the first place. I hope some people have learned that lesson, even though it was a hard lesson to learn. I hope that they've taken at least that away from all of this, that you cannot uh, give no, this ground. Not. Man, I saw a thing online, a, a, a friend of mine, a, a girl who works in the medical industry, <sighs> Cheering on uh, Washington Governor Inslee, mm. I think Jay Inslee is his name. A little tyrant, uh, calling in the National Guard. Oh my god! To help the hospitals because they're wow. understaffed. Because they fired. Gee, a bunch how of did nurses. that happen? Yeah, because they fired people right. who didn't you know want to get the vax. Wait, yeah. you mean when you fire people, you're understaffed? Yeah. Here's here's huh. the thing. Like the emergency is over. It's been over. If there, in fact, ever was an emergency, let's just say we err on the side of caution. And because some weird thing seemed to have escaped from a lab in Wuhan, that they were like, oh, we better like kind of tell some people. Right. And let's say there was an emergency. It's over. It's been over. Oh, that's not what the media and the government wants you to believe. Omicron. You might get a cold. This emergency (laughs) doesn't last for two and a half years, guys. You know. But that's the thing. They really want people to believe this thing's continuing. The headlines today are like, oh, my God, uh, you know, endless variations, so, more vaccines. Here, here is what I would like to know. What precisely is the difference between Omicron and a cold? If you know, the phone lines are open. Because, I mean, like with COVID, you know, I, I had the personal experience, the unusual experience of not being able to taste my food. Like, I wasn't stuffed up or anything. My sinuses were clear. I just could not taste my food. Mm. That is a weird thing to occur. Mm. So, like, to me, that is a novel disease experience. But that's not even supposed to be part of the Omicron variant. Really? So, I mean, given that, and and honestly, the testing for this has been shoddy from day one. Sure. Absolutely terrible. And, And I mean, so... What exactly is the difference between Omicron and a cold? Because, I mean, this, this isn't even on the list of symptoms. Cold is easier so to spell. So it is literally cold-like symptoms or flu-like symptoms that are supposed to... You're just pretending this thing is exists. I mean, I remember a lot of people are like, you know, so few people are getting this. Like, I don't know anyone that's gotten this, and... I don't think it's real. And it's like, no, this it, it's real. Let's go the other way Omicron, for just a minute. on the other hand, I don't think it's real. Let's go the other way for just a minute. It, is the, we'll call it the 1.0 of COVID still around? <laughs> Does it exist? <laughs> you don't hear let's about say, it. Let's say I'm a guy, and I, I mean, let's just hypothetically say there's a guy who hasn't been vaccinated at all. And now suddenly today, he's like, you know, maybe I should get vaccinated. Where does he start? Does he get the the round one, or does he go straight to the booster? Like, you know, does he have to well, get all four? The booster is the same thing as the round does, one. D- is it? Unless you change brands, yeah, it's the same well, and, thing. And none of the so-called vaccines are even supposed to be very effective against the Omicron uh, variant. <laughs> right, because they haven't come out with a special vaccine just for Omicron. Right. They probably will. So if you, if you look at it in reverse... Uh, listeners out there who might just be tuning into this show for the first time. If you look at it in reverse, it's even more ridiculous than it is forward. Do you guys remember when they used to have like a death counter every single day in the media? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When was the last time that appeared? Uh, When they changed from deaths to cases. Right. Mm -hmm. 
right? The the tracker changed from right. deaths to cases. Yet somehow they like, want us to be more afraid of yeah. cases. Yeah. And again, you know, how many people know someone who's actually died from this? Can you guys refresh my memory? This I know one. I know one. Mm, I don't know anyone that has died from COVID. Same. Okay, well, yes, that's a good point. There is a guy who ran a restaurant in a nearby area that we both know who had COVID and died, but he also had some serious comorbidities. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gene, the Christian anarchist, might have died from this. Oh, that's true. He was also in his 70s. So not unusual for a man in his 70s to just die anyway, just from being in your 70s and a man. Uh, The number 603-283-6160. You can join us. Our number two is on the way. You can take control of the airwaves here. Bring up what you want. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved, to stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down, and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian Peakless Mountaineer and the Reverend Captain Kickass. Coming up, we get the chance. Uh, Peakless has a story about Joe Biden apparently making a list of religious, well, people who have religious objections to coronavirus mandates. We'll explain more about that on the way here. Uh, phone lines just all of a sudden got really busy, so we're going to get back or get into your phone calls. I think we went for the whole first hour without a single call, which no, is we, unusual. No, we had, uh, we had the, uh, uh, the... Tom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Tom. He's not really worth co- accounting. Uh, <laughs> oh. I don't think he listens. Zing! Mm. I don't think he's a listener. We have a few of Well, that doesn't call. mean he's yeah. not a good caller. I mean, I'm not saying he is a good guy. There's, there's, a, there's a handful of, say, regular callers that don't actually listen. Right. Yeah, that's Sarah. true. Sarah. That's true. We Sarah don't require it. Yeah, we don't require it. Uh, and Sarah is, on average, a better caller than, uh, than Tom in New Hampshire. In fact, she's on hold. Uh, so we'll get to her <laughs> coming up in just a few moments. The number is 603-283-6160. It's Ian Peekless Mountaineer and Captain Kickass in the studio. But first, we go to Steve, listening in Michigan, watching us on our Odyssey feed, which you can watch over at uh, watch.freetalklive.com. Nice. Go ahead, Steve. Hi. Yeah, I, uh, I heard you guys are a little bit confused about how they know what is omicron or what is the cold uh or i guess even the difference between uh uh the variants i would um, love to hear and it. it's actually not very difficult to understand when you really look at it um the uh uh science behind it is uh really shoddy so when it comes to uh even first off they've never purified 
the virus whatsoever. So there's no actual sample. So right. when right. they test anyone at all for the virus, uh, they're testing it against a with the PCR, which stands for polymerase chain reaction. They're looking for the genetic sequences they say that they have found. The problem with that is, is that they've never actually purified and isolated the virus itself. So the process that they use uh, or that they did use to originally find SARS-CoV-2 with the original, I, I suppose, strain of it, you know, the patient zero or whatever, was uh, basically they took a sample from uh, a fluid sample, most likely from their nose or uh, from their lungs in some way. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they had no way to actually tell what was in that sample. So what they did is, as they call it, they said they masticate it, right, which is basically a blending process. So they completely blend up everything that they take from the sample, um, which most likely has human DNA, bacterial DNA, it, just a whole bunch of stuff. They really don't know. Uh, they then take the uh, they then take the sample and they run it through one of I think three computer programs that they use that identifies strands of DNA that are left in the sample. So uh, they end up with basically uh, millions and millions of little strands of DNA. So is this like Which, a I mean, process of elimination then? They eliminate the things that they know are in there and then like whatever's left, that's what they call COVID? No, not exactly. They do eliminate some. So they have no idea what's in it to begin with. And then what they eliminate is uh, the longer strands of DNA that are in it. Okay. Uh, as to for why they eliminate these strains, uh, they don't. It, it's not really explained in the papers at all. They just eliminate the long strands of DNA they find. And if you know anything about DNA, basically the DNA alphabet only has four letters in it, right? A, mm -hmm. T, C, and G, right? And A's and T's always have to go together. It can be T, A, or it can be A, T, because when they bind with the uh, sugar phosphate backbone of the uh, DNA molecule, uh, there's only enough space to fit either an A, T with a C, G, or a CG with a TA, they, they can only go back and forth. So at the end of each little snippet of DNA that they find in the sample, uh, there's a pretty good chance that another snippet has the same two nucleotide bases at the end of it. Okay. Are you following me? So far. Not really, but uh, yeah, I'm taking your word for it. I, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I'm I'm a little confused because, like, it sounded at the beginning of this like you were going to clarify things, and as far as I can tell, so far you've just given me less reason to think that any of this is happening. Well, it's it's definitely well, yes. The clarification would be essentially that they have no idea what they're talking about, but uh, it's it's basically it makes no scientifically it doesn't make any sense. Okay, so, so we did hear do, last year that they were throwing out the PCR test uh, at the end of 2021. Have you heard about that? That they're basically saying oh, this yeah. thing's useless. Yes, I have. Unfortunately, they're replacing it with something that's even worse. But the What's explanation that? of that. Well, the, it's, an, it's a new test that, uh, to tell you the truth, it's pretty long-winded to explain it, but it's... Does that uh, have a, it, a label, it, like PCR or anything like that? Yeah, what do they call uh, it? I don't, I don't know what, uh, I don't actually know what they're calling it. Um, I can't remember off the top What's of my What's your background, head. Steve? You seem, like, really knowledgeable about things like DNA and medical testing and stuff. 
Um, I have an eclectic background. <laughs> I, 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 no. I do a lot of things. So, <laughs> so what are uh, they testing then? Is it just total BS? Is it like a flip of a coin? Or what is it that's making these things test positive versus negative? Do you have any idea since they, you're saying they don't even know well, what they're yes. doing? Yes. The, okay, so basically there isn't really a test, right? A polymerase chain reaction is not a test. It's a manufacturing process in organic chemistry uh, to basically it can replicate organic compounds, right? So it is useful in certain circumstances where you need to see um, where there's very little of some organic compound Mm -hmm. and you want to be able to detect it so that you're then able to basically it makes copies upon copies, okay, in this this process. It isn't actually a diagnostic tool. That's not ever Mm -hmm. what it was meant for. A scientist by the name of Kerry Mullis was the inventor of this, and Kerry Mullis has came out against it. In fact, Kerry Mullis was a huge critic of Fauci back in the early 90s. Didn't he turn up dead or something in 2020? 2019, at the end of 2019, he, uh, yes, he suddenly died. Uh, yeah. He had, supposedly had a heart attack, but I don't, know, I don't really know anything uh, uh, more about that. But, uh, if you so basically you're calling you know, into question all of the testing results in this particular entire well, last two years. They're 100% false. They're 100% false. And I know I was getting maybe a little bit too technical with it, but if I could just continue a little bit with the explanation, okay, I, I, I could probably make it somewhat concise. All I, right, so tie it up for us. Basically, okay, so, so they are uh, – um, so they, they – with the PCR, they have these genetic markers, which are strands of genetic code that they had found in this original patient uh, mm-hmm. that they said was related to this virus, which they refer to in their papers as an in silico genome. Okay, and what that means is uh, basically if you were to, uh, you know, submit your DNA to uh, 23andMe, mm-hmm. you've submitted it from yourself, right? If a, if a zoologist wanted to sequence the DNA of a chimpanzee, they would go out, tranquilize the chimpanzee, take its DNA or take a blood sample, send it to a genetic testing lab, and then that would show you what the genetic sequence is for mm-hmm. uh, the chimpanzee, right? Sure. Well, they're, since they have not actually isolated the virus, uh, an in silico genome is one that refers to being in a computer because they're referring to the silicon in a computer. And this is actual terminology that they're using in their papers. So, uh, so what they do is they take all these little snippets of DNA and, uh, and they basically overlay them on each other. So any strand that has an AT at the end, they will overlap with one that has an AT at the beginning. They then run this through the computer program, and any given sample that comes from somebody's nose, I think aver- on average it has millions of hits. So they're able to generate millions, I think, for when they were testing in the paper for Omicron, they ended up having, I think, 3 million genetic codes that they got. And the way they select what they think is the genetic code of Omicron is they pick the longest one. But they've never That's been able it. to isolate the COVID. The original OG COVID, right? At yeah. any point. They've never been able to isolate it under the common definition of the word isolation. Which means uh, they don't know what they're matching. They can't match it because they don't know what they're they have, looking they at. Have ab- they have absolutely no idea what they're what they're looking at. Steve, now. thank you for the call tonight. But yet this is what so much public policy has been based on. Yep. And that's the way it is. Thanks Almost for the call. like there's an agenda to increase the government control. Exactly. And uh, increase obedience. Steve, appreciate it. There's more coming up here. You can join us. This is Free Talk Live. 
That's right. The mic is on, Captain. Hot mic. <laughs> Hot mic. Oddly. 603-283-6160. Open phones as well here on our live Saturday show. It's Ian. Pinkless Mountaineer. And some guy who talked into the hot mic. We've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide. And you can get it on a centralized exchange, which is surprisingly one of the easiest to join all you need is an email address to sign up over at exmarkets.com they don't care who you are uh, exmarkets xmarkets.com you can deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies including bitcoin trade them for tether and use tether to buy itr which is the intercoin investor token you can learn more about the intercoin vision at intercoin.org and buy or sell itr on xmarkets.com hey real quick before you go to the calls um yeah can you guys help me with something because i'm old and you know my memory isn't what it used to be and also i used to smoke incredible amounts of marijuana um when this whole COVID thing kicked in, were were they giving away like plastic and duct tape for like you to seal yourself in, or am I misremembering? Like I feel like, like inside your own home. Yeah, you I feel like people were like. I think giving some away. people were doing that, but I don't know if they were giving them away. I thought that there were entities like sort of giving away supplies so that mm. if it came to having to seal yourself inside, you could do so. I don't remember that no? happening. Okay. I don't know. Right. I know some people were buying up supplies in the hopes that they could sell them for more. I just seem to remember later. seeing something about that. Or uh, okay, Maybe. Uh, the number here, if you want to share your thoughts on that, it's 603-283-6160. Let's go to Talk, calling us from Texas. Talk, you're on Free Talk Live. Thank you, guys, for yes, what you're doing. Thank you, Talk. Great. What's on your mind tonight? Uh-oh. We might have picked up your call at the wrong time. I think we were in a bad cell or something. Just stand by. We'll come back to you. We'll try back here in just a moment. Jet is on the line in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Jet. Well, I was in Illinois. Now I'm in Kentucky. But ah, he's on the road then. Go ahead. I like, I like to call in to, uh, to help people understand the bogus nature of this thing we call the state. And So I have several attributes here um, that I can go over. Okay. One example is... The Supreme Court, they call it a ruling of this last week, where it was put. It was six to nine, or I mean, sorry, six to three. Yeah, you're talking I'm about where sure. the Supreme Court overturned supposedly the Biden OSHA yeah, mandate. vaccine mandate yeah, except for, more than, for some people for more than a hundred businesses yeah, with more than a hundred employees, except people. for except for companies that accept Medicare or Medicaid. So that was the ruling. Well, well, the first first obvious bogus nature of that is the fact that. If, if they are truly deciding some, whether something is constitutional or not, whether you believe in that, that crazy thing called the Constitution, um, the idea that it is, to me, it's either constitutional or not. You know, it's either one or the other. And when it comes down to a split decision, they call it a ruling, but yet mm. they issue an opinion. Anyway, there's so many things that, that just drive me nuts about the, the bogus nature of the state, you know, people who call themselves an authority. What, what's the other thing that happened this week about uh, um, domestic 
Oh, yeah, yeah. The government, uh, the federal gang is creating a domestic terror division of the so-called Justice Mm. Department. And and you know what's going to happen here? If they're any good at their job, they're going to realize that government is the largest domestic terrorist on the face of the planet. So they'll arrest themselves. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully we'll finally get rid of this thing and they'll they'll just do away with themselves. So what I, I like to do is direct people into the very nature of how this whole concept began, especially just just limit it here to America and the United States, the idea that a group of people got together and said, we hereby give ourselves the power. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it, and it's, that's how it works everywhere, magically. It's To me, it's all psychology, sure. sorcery, and um, magic. I think. Oh, don't forget psychopathy. Most- that's mm-hmm. a very important element. Well, I mean, right. it, it's definitely, it is creating a social world that did not exist before you created it. Now, what I really wish well, is that they had uh, decided that what was self-evident was every individual's right to rule themselves. Yeah, well, that's why I pointed out a couple of weeks ago about how I think we should just limit our political nature to cities, smaller areas. But um, that's one of the things that you can also uh, show that the state, in quotes, the state is a bogus entity. It's a fiction and of course the fiction means something that's made up in the mind, um, is that every one of our 50 states, well, except Hawaii maybe, you know, has a straight line or straight lines of over 100, uh, 100 miles. <laughs> right, yeah. In other words, you take a look at states like out there in Colorado and Wyoming, they just gave up and go, I will just draw a square and get on to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Well, um, just real quick, I do want to point out that like it's not just a fiction. Because, I mean, uh, the idea of uh, philosophical agency, I mean, that's made up too. But that's a really helpful imaginary idea. Whereas the, the idea of the state is an incredibly destructive imaginary idea. Well, it is. But um, that's, that's because we kind of, I, I believe because we let it be. I came up with a, a little adage this last week and and i wrote down that rulers cannot exist unless we believe that they should sure it's a mass delusion uh, yep yeah so um and unfortunately those of us who are not deluded by it anymore are still caught up in it because so many other people still believe in it and they are willing to kill for it they believe in it so strongly i mean these people value being led over leading their they they want to be led instead of having responsibility because of the fear of you know living there and making their own decisions there's fear and there's also laziness Mm -hmm, there is Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of people who are really too freaking lazy to get off their asses and lead themselves that's yeah they'd rather collect a check from the government so that's the that's the essence of everything that i try to promote in my life and i have for the last 30 years is that these people are just other people they have no more right than you and i so if you look at it that way if we can persuade others to look at it that way that is the only way our lives are going to change hey, agreed or anything is going to get smaller jet i'd like to point out to your point about the wizardry and the magic and all that uh, these nine people they're wearing robes that's right like a wizard yeah like wizards magic, magic. yes like a Saturn cult a death yeah, well, cult if you will mm-hmm. well, well think about it i mean every so-called law is rather magical in other words they just say you know what there are a handful of us 
who believe this certain thing, and somehow if we magically put down a ballot and say that we agree with that, then if we get enough of these people, 51 out of 100, to agree with us, then the magic can proceed. Other than that... Their faith um, powers our scroll. It's just a bogus concept. You know, everything about it is bogus, and that's the one thing I just want to... Well, and and it's important to remember that it is the belief that powers this. Mm -hmm. It is the agreement that gives this the ability to do these things. I think we should give the uh, the nine people like sort of a a costume makeover. They keep the robes, but I want to bring back the wigs, right? Like the white wigs, like the uh, oh, like yeah, yeah. And and how about a Groucho mask? How about a Groucho glasses? (laughs) Thanks, Jet, and a wizard hat. Thanks for the The wizard hat too. The number here, and the more you can make fun of these people, the better, as far as I'm concerned, because they are ridiculous. It's just they're also violent, and so you know, can't blame somebody for being afraid of them, which is why the voting isn't all of it. It's all about obedience, because you can stop voting as long as you keep paying them. They'll, they're happy. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com Free Talk Live, number here, 603-283-6160. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live, and the phones are always open for you. Uh, joining you tonight, it's Ian. Speakless man here. And the captain. I want to say thanks to Matthew, who is a supporter of our AMPS program. You can join that over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com, and Matthew has done that for... Five bucks a month, he is a silver-level supporter. AMPS stands for Advertise Market Support, or Promote and Support. Free Talk Live, it what, helps us do what things. What are the levels again? Five and ten? Starts at five, they go up. Away is ten, twenty-five. And, and then there's now a new 50 platinum. as well. So, yeah, the, so you can get over there and check those okay. out. Uh, they're pretty much all the same. It's just whatever you feel like contributing to us. We definitely appreciate You get some cool perks. You get some benefits over at amps.freetalklive.com. We go back to your phone calls and thoughts. Uh, let's go to Jill. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Jill. Shall I go turn my radio down? I don't hear it. So if if okay, it's not well, bugging right. you, it, it would drive me crazy if I was on the <laughs> phone because there's if always it doesn't a doesn't bother you, it doesn't bother me. Okay, good. Go ahead. Go right ahead, Jill. What I wonder about is this these experts who want to be seem so learned, they're so learned and uh, and erudite and and uh, so highly educated and I may I say highfalutin. They want to play with Greek letters to name things. Well, the last the germ in that series was named was named Delta, right? So they want to make it 
why don't they use the next Greek letter and name the, this one instead of Omicron Epsilon? Yeah, why didn't they? From what I understand, they did name all of these. It's just they didn't get famous. Hang on, you guys are both talking. Yeah, from what I understand, they did name all of these after Greek letters. They just didn't get famous. Huh. Oh. But, I mean, why don't they do it in, in order? They jump all the way from Epsilon, from Delta to Omicron. There's a slew of Greek Well, I letters. think he's suggesting, I think you were suggesting there, uh, Peakless, that they actually did have that many variants in between Delta and Omicron, mm-hmm. but they just didn't. Why wouldn't that? But that doesn't make sense. I mean, they've been fear-mongering about so much. Why wouldn't they fear-monger about Epsilon and whatever the hell F and G and H and I are? It well, goes Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, Zeta, Eta, Theta, Yoda, Kappa, Lambda, Mi, Nix, Omicron. Wow. Then P, P is, people call it pi, but that's just ignorance. It looks like a tiny little Acropolis building. Rho, Sigma, Tau, Epsilon, Phi, Chi, Psi, Omega. I wish I could have pulled harmonies on that. That That's impressive, I gotta say. It is. Why did you (laughs) memorize? Makes me wonder if she was in a sorority. Yeah, I was going to say, what was your reason for memorizing that? I was trying to, I knew some Greek people one time uh, uh-huh. when i lived in augusta county my grandfather my father's father he would go and hang around at this at this bar run by a greek lady hmm. in waynesboro and i hung around there too and i tried to learn greek at one time and i've known some greek people so i'm i got the alphabet out and you picked it up okay like i gotcha uh jill anything else you want to share tonight no, that's all. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, honestly, I think the biggest reason they went to uh, Omicron as like the 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 one that got that caught the headlines is it sounds sounds scary. scarier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like they didn't want to jump quite to Omega. Like they're still holding on to that one in case they really want to scare the crap Which out of us a, later. Where, where does that come? So from? Omega is the end of the of the alphabet. Oh, and okay. It, uh, it has sort of the connotation of the end or, or of death or of I things see. like that. The Alpha and the Omega. Yeah. That's why they always say that. Yep. Uh, yeah, I exactly. had no idea. Uh, the I Alpha it was and, just the, the, and the Omega are the beginning and the end of the of the Greek alphabet. I think they skipped around because they wanted to give the impression that they were doing something i i do think it's interesting that you can uh that, that you can rearrange the letters uh for media control uh, of delta of, and omicron wow yeah o- o- i don't know was, if that matters other... at all but i thought it was interesting omicron was moronic yeah i think so I think the the anagram of that so. mm-hmm. and then um what was it that was sheep it was co- ovid o-v-i-d not without the c mm, you translate yes. that and that means sheep right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, all right, let's continue. Talk's on the line in Texas. Talk, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Okay. Uh, in regards to the last caller, there was a couple of mistakes that uh, he made, but I wanted to talk about the vaccine. Okay. So give me give me just an opportunity to say one thing. What he's talking about uh, is generating organic compounds. Mm-hmm. The thing replicates DNA. And what it does, it takes a small sample, and it replicates. And the scientist I heard said over 29 replications, and you start getting positive results, erroneous results. Yeah, we heard about, you're talking about the PCR test? 
Yeah. Yeah, we remember hearing yeah. about this back in 2020 where they were saying the revol- revolutions or something, right. the, the ran- they ramp up the the yeah. uh, indicators or whatever, and then they go so yeah. through so many cycles. And yeah, once you get them to the 30s or 40s or whatever, it's like constant um, I think the quote was, errors. you could test positive for anything. Yeah, basically. So all of that stuff was thrown out. And then the guy that was calling earlier was just basically calling into question the entire PCR testing mechanism yeah, to begin with mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it's great for for their for their control on this because they can turn up or down the fear level as they see fit which like, they oh, changed well, i want to turn it down for a second we'll just have 20 cycles of this i want to turn it up let's have 40 cycles and if you might recall the news came out wasn't big news but it was available that the pcr testing standards changed right before biden took office mm-hmm. to lower the number of cases right. hey thanks talk for the call tonight i appreciate it the number here is 603-283-6160 padreg in new mexico you're on free talk live padreg gentlemen how you doing what's on your mind padreg yeah. i just want to say that i've registered libertarian i'm running for governor of the state of new mexico and the libertarian party okay and i've seen a lot of the candidates and they all say the same thing on the democratic side and the republican side me, I'm about property taxes. Without property, if the government keeps taxing you on your property, you cannot hold it. Yep. There's so many property taxes, and when you die, you can't leave it to your children because they want to give you an inheritance tax. So you have to parcel, your children have to parcel off your property to pay the taxes. That's number one. So I'm about taxes. Uh, you get it in everything, gasoline, groceries. When you go to the restaurant, you can look at all your receipts and add it all up, gasoline, whatever. Uh, second thing is, if the federal government is about the Constitution, why can't you go into a federal building wearing a far- firearm if you're protected by the Second Amendment? Right? Good question. The answer is because the federal government is not about the constitution not at all you also cannot bring in and for instance in a federal court you can't even bring in a video camera or an audio recording device or even a still camera uh you can't even bring a a smartphone or a laptop or any kind of actual recording something that you could possibly record something on you see uh, government schools in conjunction with large media have brainwashed people into believing that there is something called we the people and that we, the people, own government. We are government. We are not. We don't own government. We are not part of government at all. Yeah, it's all about And never them. were. It's a load of BS. The federal government is not all about the Constitution. What they do is they pervert the Constitution into making sure most people are obedient. When is the last time a libertarian uh, was on the ballot in New Mexico for governor? I'm looking here at 2018. Uh, I don't even see one in the results. Gary Johnson got elected, but he didn't do much except ride. He wasn't a libertarian uh, he, when he got elected there, as I recall. He was a Republican. Well, you have to be one of the two major parties because you can't, you can't get a, you can't get. So are you, are you running under the Libertarian Party or uh, under one of the two major ones? Libertarian. Well, but okay, you just contradicted yourself. How can you run as a Libertarian if you have to run as one of the two major parties? Can you explain that? Because the Libertarians are a third party in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. We've actually got that in, in, the, in the books. Mm-hmm. But, I, but nobody can vote for me in the primary if they just in the, in the general, general election. Okay, but you're not actually going to be on the ballot? They're going to have to write you in? 
Why do I keep saying my name over and over? My name okay. <laughs> Good luck, Patrick. It sounds like this deck is stacked against you, and as it is for most libertarians all across the United States, but at least they've got ballot access in most places. But yeah, my I, God. I, I will say one weird thing about uh, property tax. It's like the only tax I can think of where you don't even perform an action and they steal from you. That's true. Thanks, Padraig, for the call. There's more coming up here at 603-283-6160. And if you're actually a libertarian you want to win, you should move to New Hampshire because uh, we're actually winning here, as usually as Republicans <laughs> as far as politics. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phone's open. You can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, Biden making a list of people who have religious vaccine and whatever other objections. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, you can bring up anything you want here, though. It's Ian Peakless Mountaineer and Captain Kickass in the studio. And don't forget, you can join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. We have a podcast. We've got archives you can click and download, but it's a lot easier if you just subscribe. And then you can have the archives delivered to you daily without you having to lift a finger uh, so head over to feeds.freetalklive.com. You'd have to set it up. Like you have to have a podcast client. You have to copy our feed URL, put it in there, and then you're good to go from that point forward. So head over to feeds.freetalklive.com. You'll find a few different options there. And, and if you don't have a podcatcher at this point, like get on it because this is an extraordinary source of information. It's good technology. Uh, it's been around now for like 16 years, I think. So yeah, there's a bunch well, of options. And, and it's one of the, it is by far one of the most free forms of communication that I have ever seen. I mean, it's yeah, automatically true. federated. Like There's no one standing in, in the way. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No one can tell you, you can't do that. Uh, with the podcast so head over to feeds.freetalklive.com we're going back to your phone calls and thoughts david's calling from our very own new hampshire listening to wntk in the upper valley go ahead david hey guys it's good to hear you on there Thanks. i don't get to listen very much uh i'll give you the basic facts and you can ask me questions <laughs> all right hey, i've been fighting with the government now over the sludge that are dumping on the bank of the Merrimack River here. I started documenting it over 20 years ago. Some places it was running knee-deep, like 10 feet wide, like thick molasses right into the river. Gross. And I tried to get it to some of the politicians. Uh, the police came out of the woodwork, and I've been arrested at least seven or eight times. Wow. <laughs> trying to shut me up, and the more they rag on me, the tougher I get. Uh, this last time, they took me to jail, and uh, I keep a bag ready, and uh, they let me out the next morning, didn't even charge me with anything. But I had to sleep all night with eight guys on the floor. Anyway, uh, they arrested me back in July. Uh, while I was in jail, they burned my camp down. And <laughs> wow. The Harold uh, 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 Janeway, when he was state senator from Webster, he got the sludge stopped in uh, the town of Webster. He was moderator of the town meeting, and they voted not to have the sludge. They hired an arsonist, paid him $38,000 to burn Harold Janeway's barn down. Uh, Mike Gill was running for governor for the state of New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. He wanted proof of corruption. I gave him some of my videotapes, which he put on his computer. They came and arrested him, put him in jail. They took his house. They took his Bentley. 
they closed down five businesses. So, mm. you know, you can see uh, what I'm up against. Yeah, but the uh, the it, government gang does not like it when they get called out on their behavior, and they will take it personally, and they will come after you. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I, that we've been targeted here in our studio. We've had the studio raided by the federal gang, which, of course, the local boys were helping out with. And, yeah, if you're going to if you're gonna speak up against the status quo, you can expect to be targeted, which is why it's so important that we have numbers. It's so important that we have a large movement of people who actually actually care about freedom who are willing to stand up uh so where do you stand now what's going on you know what's the latest well when they burned my camp down the fire department got here in time to put the woodshed out Hmm. so i moved some firewood put it in a a bed and i put a tent on the side of it and i moved i had a couple wood stoves i moved one of the wood stoves in so you know it's down around zero and old river david is in his tent on the side of his woodshed. <laughs> Hold on a second. This is River Dave? Yes. Yes. This is River Dave. Oh, my God. I've heard of you, man. Yeah, no, t- you got pressed when you're, when they burned your camp down. I don't know I if you know I didn't connect that. one to the next. I, I figured, uh, you know, WNTK uh, is up in the Upper Valley, and I remember you were uh, in the Concord area before, right? Right. Well, uh, Canterbury is just north of Concord. Oh, okay. Well, hey, man, we we covered your story here on the air as in as much detail as we could. For our listeners that don't recall, River Dave, uh, he was just this. You're, you're an older gentleman, right? You're in your seventies. Uh, uh, I'm eighty one. Eighty one <laughs> years old was living uh, in be, a cap. You were, and, I, and I'm I'm a veteran. I spent my four years active service in the Air Force as a nuclear. LRN FM. Put you on hold there for just a moment. I think he's. A, he, I'm going to hold on to yeah. him just because that's a, he's an important call. Stand by, River Dave. Uh, we're going to bring him back here because River Dave, you got to remember we're on broadcast radio, and I, I understand that it's uh, it's a pretty intense situation that you've been involved with, but you got to watch the language, okay? Hey, 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 you get an old logger talking, it's pretty hard to shut him up. <laughs> well, you know, just try not to say the S word or the F word and we'll probably be okay. But uh, you, they... you, they, you, you I- you got it, I promise. Okay, I appreciate it. So they they came after you. Uh, you had a camp, basically, on property that you were told you could be there by the previous property owner. And then apparently somebody sold the property. They, that person sold the property, and they didn't include a note about how you know Old River Dave was allowed to be on the property. And so the new owner decided he didn't appreciate it, and uh, he called the police or called the government gang, and they came after you. And as you said, they arrested you, put you in a jail cell, and while you were in jail burned your house down that's what happened right that's what you were telling us about uh that is false what happened was uh the first buyer was judge gerald giles now he acquired 15 pieces of property and he bought the 73 acres beside this piece he realized that there was no deed to the piece beside it so he had a surveyor survey it they drew a line across it, and on the line they put in contention. Hmm. So I built on it, and I had been there going on some 20 years. Anyway, he died. He left it to his uh, brother in Vermont, Leonard Giles. He is 85. He's older than I am. Hmm. Super nice guy. Doesn't mean any intent. The select men of the town of Canterbury have been trying to force him to pay taxes on my camp. And he said, 
He doesn't even know where the camp is. Why should he pay taxes on it? Huh. Well, wow. apparently he has a couple of sons who were raised in a judge-style family that you own the world. Okay, when they put me in jail, they came in and completely destroyed my camp. They they only <sighs> saved a, a little bit of cause and some of my personal stuff, and it put it in the greenhouse. They burned up. I, I had a wine press. They burned my wine press. Wow. A, a grain grinder. You know, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> they literally burned you out of house and, and home. Where are you now in relation to that camp? Are you nearby or are you, you know, a few towns away? I'm I'm in the, the camp. You're still I, there. I'm actually, I came back to the camp. I told him. I, I told the judge. I said, if you let me out, I'm going back to you. Wow. And he let me out, and I came back. They arrested me uh, December 15th, 14th and 15th. I signed right on the thing when I got out that I was coming back here. They called the judge. The judge said, let him go. So I came back here. So I'm. And how long have you been out of jail now? When was it that they let you out? Uh, I, I was in one night, uh, December 14th and 15th. Okay, recently. Uh, okay. I was in, back in August, I was in 23 days. Right. I had four hearings in 23 days. Wow. So just to make sure your wood stove is up and running, because it's awfully cold it's here cold. in New Hampshire. I just want to make sure you're okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm an old survivor. This you guy's know, got it down, man. I mean, he, uh, he's yeah. been out in the woods literally for decades of his life, uh, and he's now, you said, 81 years old, River Dave. Well, I'll be 82 March 30th. Amazing. I hope that uh, you have a happy birthday, and I, I want to say thank you for calling in. Feel free to call in any time with, uh, with updates from down by the river, okay? Hey, I appreciate it. You know, I tried calling Howie Cat, he wouldn't touch it. I tried no. calling the Pulse and in, Tonkin, in they wouldn't touch it. So I really, really, really want to thank you guys and appreciate what you've just done. We love freedom people, people who stand up for themselves. And Respect. thank you, Dave. I, wow, what a pleasure uh, to actually get to talk to him. And it's terribly important work because, like most things, when when people screw you over in some way, you can at least try and get back to them in the court. But when it comes to like dumping a bunch of sludge in the river mm -hmm. like our court systems are terrible oh, yeah. at, at at dealing with any kind of pollution well especially when it's being done by the government gang mm -hmm. and that was a detail to his story that i i wasn't aware of uh you know when the media was presenting it all they presented was oh you know here's this old guy in the right. in the woods and the government's messing with him and to be fair the media was fairly i think decent to him uh, in the reports that i saw sure you know they went out there they interviewed him they showed his they showed his cabin at one point on uh, wmur and kind of he gave him a little tour and then they burned it down not the media but you know, the people who were after him i'm uh, glad to hear he's back and glad to hear he listens to free talk live that's so cool hour three is coming up this is free talk live you can join us and bring up anything on free talk live we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day from wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. 
you can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you're invited if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're kicking off the third hour of this live Saturday episode of the program with you tonight. It's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And Captain Kickass. And we will return to more of your calls and thoughts about whatever is on your mind. Also on the way, the Biden administration apparently making lists of religious vaccine objectors. At least that's what Peakless told me before the show. I'm not sure what the story's all about. I hope we get to it. But again, it's open phones here, which means you can take control of the airwaves. We're going to go to Uber George. I just want to say I'm against religious vaccines. Mm. <laughs> Uber George. You don't want to be vaccinated against religion? <laughs> Calling us from D.C. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. Long time no talk. Hey, dude. Um, yeah. Anyway, I just came across this article from the points guy where... FedEx is apparently petitioning the FAA to be allowed to install anti-missile technology on their cargo planes. Is that a problem? <laughs> Are FedEx planes being shot down? Something like that, I guess. I don't know, but I mean, FedEx seems to think so. Maybe they are um, concerned about like that whole thing with uh, Malaysia Airlines. Thing got shot down over, I think, Ukraine oh. years back. You remember that right there? Uh, and apparently, I don't know. Like. The Israeli airline El Al, I think is how it's pronounced. Like they already have some of that installed okay. on their airline. I wonder if this is FedEx's. Um, they they do have an unfortunate name, <laughs> right? Yeah. There's there's nothing federal about FedEx, right? Right. As far as no. it being a part of the government, but perhaps this is not made very clear outside of the United States of America. Come on, who doesn't know that FedEx is an you know international shipping company? I mean, they do business Guys with shoulder-launched anti-aircraft missiles. Right? Well, I just <laughs> want to say that they have a constitutional right to do this. Sure. Not yeah, that yeah, I, I think, think they're so going too. to be allowed to, but they do have a constitutional they right to do it. They should be able to, yeah. well, 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 the FAA has not said no yet. Hmm. I mean, apparently they're like trying to come up with... Uh, ways to do this for safely or something like that you know because the, huh. they're trying to do i think both um, um like countermeasures like those um heat seeking um things that you know we push a button and little hot well, flat flares or whatever come out and distract the missile and also lasers like they're trying to do they want fedex wants to install both that's amazing uh <laughs> on, it's going to increase the cost of shipping a little bit but probably not too too much so well i mean them. it's cheap it's cheaper than losing a plane to a missile. Yeah, right I guess there. so. That's well, a good I mean, point. it sounds to me like they're trying to expand where they can deliver packages too, because there are areas where it more is dangerous. not safe to to yeah. fly a plane through. That's a good point. Well, yeah, you know what? Good war- for the good for the marketplace. They come up with yeah, solutions. Yeah, even a war zone needs you know your Amazon packages. That's true. Yeah. Uh, hey, thanks for the call, Uber. Anything else you want to share tonight? Well, I did see this one thing on, like, for inflation here also, an a- advertisement for, get, you know, how bad inflation is getting. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this dealership uh, in Jack Warren Gardner Chevrolet is trying to sell a 1990 uh, GMC 3500 pickup, 
you know, that basically a 32 year old pickup for $36,000. Jesus, does it have any miles on it? Uh, right there, let me see how many miles does it say. It's not, uh, I'm like just looking at this listing here. It's not even a diesel, it's got the 7.4. I mean, I've eight. heard used cars are more expensive now than they've been in recent years. This but. is true, and I wonder if that particular model is. I know the 90s, they still had computers in them, but it was sans all the all the real yeah, like, it, trackable it, it's stuff. Not even, it's, they're not even telling the mileage here. Huh. Wow. I mean, but yeah, I was going to say, it's like, what the hell? Is that? I mean, it's a dually, but still, it's like 32 years old. It's not worth that much, even if it was a diesel and had every option under the table. Damn. If it's in pristine condition, it might be to a collector or something. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uber George, thanks for the call tonight, man. I definitely appreciate it. You know, since he brought up the uh, the shipping situation out there with uh, shippers... Did you just ship your pants? No, thank goodness. (laughs) Uh, But... because then he wouldn't have any pants. <laughs> what I wanted to share with you was the story out of Los Angeles. Have you guys seen the video of the train tracks littered with packages? Yeah, Mm-mm. I did. I saw a little bit of that on the one of the social medias mm, yesterday, and uh, yeah. it it is it's horrific. It. Mm, it, uh, it I, looks like a train track junkyard. There's does. so much garbage, so much packaging all over the tracks in this area of Los Angeles by the Union Pacific train tracks, where what's been happening, apparently, is people are so desperate, California is so crazy, that they're literally boarding trains as they're slowing down. Because apparently there's a certain section of the or certain sections of the tracks where the trains sometimes have to slow or stop to wait to get into a you know facility of some sort. And while they're stopped, people are jumping on these trains, busting open the cargo containers, going in there with like dozens of people and literally throwing packages from the cargo containers onto the ground where nearby people who are assisting them are waiting and they you know they're like walking away with tv sets and amazon packages and some of them sometimes they're just opening them up right there to see what's in them throwing down the stuff that's just not worth taking and then they're like they're just taking all kinds of stuff and just leaving just detritus everywhere it's nuts It's and it's gross. It's you know it's it's tr- literally trashy. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It looks like a train has you know, exploded right. through a dump, right? Yeah. Somehow, you know, um, and it, it's horrific. Yeah, I mean, they uh, they go on. There's a story here all about it from Los Angeles uh, CBS News that uh, Union Pacific is apparently the company here. They're going to have to start putting some serious like security on these trains because they're literally I, I watched well, one video where they're literally throwing dozens and dozens of flat screen TVs wow. out of the back of one of these uh these cargo containers. So now is this in the same area where you don't get charged with a crime if you steal anything that's worth less than like 900 That is all of California. So yes. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Well, that explains it. Turns out if you don't charge people with a crime for stealing then they steal stuff. Yeah, well, the reality is the video I saw, they were stealing more than $1,000 worth of television sets. I'll tell you that. I mean, it was just Ah, but TV each set. individual television is only is less than $1,000. <laughs> See, they true. stole a TV, then another TV. Those were separate incidents. Yeah, so um, it's, 
I guess that's might you know might be why you're seeing FedEx uh, doing you know anti-missile technology, and these trains might need to have some sort of gunners on the top at this point because it's getting I mean, crazy. Go big or go home, right? Yeah. You know, next thing you know, they're going to have turrets and you know all sorts right. of fun stuff on their all their vehicles. Well, it's just you guys who think you have this right to property. Because your right to property is depriving other people of that property. Like on on one hand, I like the the idea of a city, in that there's you know a whole bunch of people you know sort of live in the same area. There's lots of entertainment, lots of things to do, lots of restaurants, you know, all that kind of stuff. On the other hand, I see stuff like this, and I'm like, I am so glad I am no longer in the big city. Yeah. You know? Well, and then they have the group robberies in San Francisco that have been going on, and that that surrounding area where people will just go in mass into a store and just walk out with whatever it is that they want to, and the stores aren't doing anything about it because you know, you're not going to kill somebody over stealing something for the most part. Uh, but phew, there's no people, no one with guns around to, uh, you know, to stop this no, stuff. they're illegal to carry in right. California, so, yeah, It's a mess. You can assume nobody's armed. Yeah. I mean, it's literally a mess. Like you said, Captain, it looks like a junkyard. It looks like a garbage pile. Yeah. I'm amazed that these trains can still run. There's so much stuff on these tracks. Ah, uh, late-stage empire. Yeah, that's what we're looking at here. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I'll put the link up over on our social media. You can see it for yourself. Social.freetalklive.com. Uh, Major Payne is with us here in Michigan. Go ahead, Major. Major. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's on your mind? Well, according to what you were just talking about, it's proof positive that hyenas and jackals actually exist in North America. <laughs> mm. sake. Um, I was thinking about that deal boy that called in here a minute ago. He's like 82 years old. Yeah, River Dave. River Dave, legend. River Dave. What state was he in? He's in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Like all the awesome people. Yeah, look look him up. Uh, if you want, hang on, Major. I know you're probably calling about something here, so stand by. We'll bring you back in moments. The number is 603-283-6160. Just look up River Dave, New Hampshire, and you will find his story. And it is a, a tragic one. But also really, you know, interesting one and inspiring in a lot of ways. Dude's got balls. You can be in your 70s and living out in the middle of the woods in New Hampshire in the wintertime. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open if you want to join us here. You can bring up anything here. The number is 603-283-6160. Live Saturday show. Here tonight, it's Ian. Beakless Mountaineer. And an extra medium pizza. (laughs) 603-283-6160. I've never heard that in my entire life. That's really brilliant, Captain. Something I made up, yeah. Yeah. Extra small is, of course, smaller than small. Extra large is larger than large, so... Extra medium just is more medium than you could possibly That's right. have. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to go back to your calls and thoughts here. Uh, Major Payne is with us on the line in Michigan. Major, what were you calling about tonight? I, well, I think that must have been Cap, Captain Pepperoni there that was having so much fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just had to have a sip. Um, yeah, I, I was I, a couple thoughts. Yes. Um, number one, I've been a redneck and off the grid for a long time, but before you guys dump me, I want to touch on Paris Island and all the lies I've been told over the decades of my life. Okay. okay? So um, 
Yeah, I've been off the grid for probably 25 of the last 30 years. I'm listening to you guys on an old solid-state radio that eats basically no electricity. Um, LED lights have made my life a lot easier. And, sure. Uh, other than propane and hardwood, that's my life. So you're kind of like the Michigan version of River Dave. Yeah, well, and I'm glad to know that there's an old cat cutting sign and leaving a trail for me. Yeah. You know, as I try to do for the rest. Very good. But uh, anyway, back to Paris Island. You guys know what that is, right? Is that a, j- a prison or something? What was that? No, no. It's, it's South down off the south, off the south coast of Carolina and Virginia there. It's where they started doing all these uh, experiments. It's where really? the uh, it's where yeah it's where the uh, Rocky Mountain spotted fever came from and Lyme disease came from. I went down there camping in Georgia one time with a buddy of mine who just bought two square miles, and we was gonna go hog hunting. These things were running rampant. This thing was like a, an enclosed piece of property with rivers and canals. So the locals just saved it. They called it the mule patch. Anyway, so we went down there hog hunting. And uh, me and Frank got in a pissing match, and me being a butthead and him being a butthead, well, I just grabbed my sleeping bag, and I went out and sacked out underneath an old big old oak tree. Well, I ended up getting bit on the ankle by a uh, tick. Oh. And I got spotted Rocky Mountain fever. I'd never been so damn sick in my life. I had damn. Clovis when, they, when, when this crap first started rolling. I have never been so sick in my life. Hmm. It was 10 days of hell. Your uh, your muscles lock up, but then you have pulsations where they want to, you, you know, your joints lock up and your mus- muscles thrive. And uh, I'm telling you, if I hadn't been within 10 feet of a water bottle, I would have died. I was Damn. covering, it was 85 degrees. I was covering myself with every sleeping bag and sheepskin blanket I could find, and I was still freezing. LRN.FM. On the radio, brother. I, I appreciate I, it, man. Uh, number 603-283-6160. You can join us here and bring up whatever is on your mind. So it sounded like he was having a real bad time. With uh, tick-borne disease. Now, interesting. He, interestingly, he said that this Paris Island was where Lyme disease was created. I thought that was Connecticut. Wasn't that Connecticut where there was like a government research lab and they cooked up yeah, Lyme disease? I thought disease? that was further north than uh, than uh, the Carolinas. Yeah. I uh, I don't know much about Paris Island. I just looked it up real quick. I know it's uh, you know South Carolina off the coast there. Mm. And uh, there was a, there's a military... Mm, installation there but that's about all that a cursory look uh turned up for me anyway yeah i mean just a quick look here i I could swear that it was connecticut well anyway if you want to comment you're welcome to join us uh, 603-283-6160 pickles mountaineer what is this story about a uh, government list some sort of federal gang list about people who are refusing the vaccine due to religious exemptions yeah this is from uh, daily signal uh breaking biden administration making lists of religious vaccine objectors 
A tiny administrative agency in the District of Columbia announced a new policy Tuesday that will likely serve as a model for a whole-of-government push to assemble lists of Americans who object on religious grounds to a a COVID-19 vaccine. The Pretrial Services Agency for the District of Columbia, a federal independent entity that assists officers in the District of Columbia courts in formulating release recommendations and providing supervision and services to defendants awaiting trial, announced a new records system that will store the names and, quote, personal religious information, unquote, of all employees who make quote, religious accommodation requests for religious exception from the federally mandated vaccination requirement, unquote. Why would this be important? Why would they want to collect this information? Let me preface that with what kind of BS reason are they going to give people for this, for collecting this subset of information to make it seem legit? And is this just D.C.? Are they only collecting information? Because it sounded like it was for the D.C. court system, right? Uh, it's it's new information to me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's tough to tell because basically anything that applies to D.C. applies to everything federal. So, okay. I mean, uh, my guess would be that they, are, uh, that they are applying this to every federal employee. Oh. Ah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, we don't know what they're going to do with it, of course. But if it's the government, you can expect it's probably not going to be very good. Yeah. yeah, the announcement does not explain why the agency needs to create this list. <laughs> except to say that it will, quote, assist the agency in the collecting, storing, dissemination, and disposal of employee religious exemption request information collected and maintained by the agency, unquote. So they don't even tell you why they're doing it. We're going to collect the information in order to help us collect the information. Yeah, if we collect the information, then we'll have the information. And it will have been collected. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, my perspective on it is, like, they they, they want a very specific list of the competition. Because, I mean, uh, government is is a religious belief. And COVID is an especially religious belief. Like, it is the the cult version of that religion. Mm-hmm. And everyone who is stating that their religion goes above the state religion, that's who they're making a list of here. I see. Well, there certainly are, you know, government gangs around the planet in history who have been less friendly to freedom of religion than the mm-hmm. United States. And a list like this could come in handy if they were to go in that direction. Yeah, uh, the announcement also does not say what the agency will do with this information after it's decided on an employee's religious accommodation request. We have to track the information in order to figure out what to do with it. Yep, the list will help us make a list. The number is 603-283-6160, and the phones are open if you want to join us. That's 603-283-6160. What do you think they're going to do with this information? This is Free Talk Live. here the number 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 tonight it's ian peakless mountaineer and the captain join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com 
We have been sharing with you over the last, I don't know, few weeks at this point, uh, some quotes from our friend Nobody. He has been a co-host on Free Talk Live and is currently, unfortunately, on forced retirement uh, from the federal government gang's bail restrictions, keeping him from being able to be on the air with us. They're telling him that if he comes on the air uh, with us or with any other show anywhere, they're going to put him back in a jail cell. So, unfortunately... They stripped him of his right of free speech. Yeah, the supposed right of free speech, apparently all they have to do is just arrest you and charge you with something, even though they haven't convicted you. You don't get free speech anymore. Uh, So... He can't be here to share his thoughts with us. We miss him. Uh, But here is a quote that Bonnie, who's another co-host here on Free Talk Live, she's been uh, very diligent about reviewing some classic nobody interviews and various different... She's been mining, really. Yeah, digging for... uh, I mean, it's not that hard, though. I mean, he's got some really great Uh, quotes. Of course. Have to listen to him for a little while and you'll find some. Uh, And she's been writing these down for us to share on the air with you. So here's the latest one. Quote from, from nobody. Quote. The government is the mother of all corporations. It's given itself a license to kill anyone it wants to at any time for any reason or for no reason. And the rest of us are just supposed to take it. Well, we're not going to take it, he says. Little Twisted Sister music needs yeah. to be queued up right there. Unfortunately, <laughs> Twisted Sister is going to take it. Oh, yeah. Remember? I, especially after like growing up in the 80s, there was a whole bunch of... Uh, hubbub with the parental music resource center the pmrc it was uh, didn't he testify in front tipper of them? gore yeah tipper gore it was actually i found this out recently or not recently i was reminded of this recently that that whole uh, rock and roll sort of gathering of people including d schneider mm-hmm. was headed up by zappa frank zappa yeah, yeah he, he was, was like a freedom fighter no he was like the organizer of all of the rock and roll people getting mm-hmm. together to sort of go against this thing i didn't like somebody reminded me of that recently so i'm glad i got to say that tonight yeah but yes d snyder did testify in congress uh, and basically gave congress the middle finger verbally uh, some classic footage for some sure real right? classic footage and like you know positioned himself as a rock and roll rebel right well, until COVID came 20 on. 20 years later, 30 years later. <laughs> when he's yeah, all I, rich and happy and, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, can't, you know. I can't even remember the last time that I heard rebellious music. And certainly everything that used to be rebellious music has turned its back on us I, and become there, I keep, the voice of the establishment. I keep pimping these guys because uh, I know Ron, uh, but 390band.com, 390band.com. They have a second album out. Uh, all of their songs are freedom oriented. Uh, they have a track that I like called the NSA. It's very anti NSA. Uh, the song that got me into these guys is a song called I Hate the Government. It used nice. to be the intro and outro music for the Kick Ass podcast. Very uh, cool. They're punk rock out of California, uh, but they have a very freedom, libertarian slant edge to them. They're older than me, so mm. they're like, you know, classic punk rock dudes. And they themselves have taken to the internet to say, what the heck happened to punk rock? Yeah. Right. Because punk rock used to be sort of the the quintessential anti-music, and now a lot of punks are like, oh, you better mask up and stay safe and follow what your government tells you to. Surprisingly, you have to go to Van Morrison and Eric Clapton to find anti-state music. Who were not the most rebellious. I mean, especially Van Morrison like that. That was, you know, kind of easy listening sort of rock. Right. But like... These days, that's where you have to go for for right. rebellion. Yeah, strange times, indeed. 
Let's continue here. Sarah is on the line in New Mexico. Sarah, go ahead. Oh, yes, uh, yeah, let me get the speaker. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you guys, have you heard of the word analgesic? Yeah, painkilling. Do you know what it means? Painkilling. Anal and analgesic. Yeah, it's it's it reduces pain. Yeah, so so then like again, uh, clove then, oil uh, is probably an analgesic that you're fond of. Really? And, uh, what do you use it for? Uh, clove oil. Toothaches are uh, are a pretty good use for clove oil. Really, and then also tea tree oil is analgesic. It's mm-hmm. really good on insect bites. And um, tea tree oil is so, great then, for a whole bunch of things: oh, athletes' yeah. foot. Uh, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. There's yeah, plenty of stuff. Like antibacterial, yep. antiviral. Yeah, good stuff. Also, the, use it, use it instead of Ambisol. So if you have a toothache, that'll remedy the tea tree oil will be analgesic for your gums. I don't know if I don't know if it'll it it's definitely more effective in other ways, but uh, I do know that clove is an old home remedy. Uh, like even just chewing on a clove uh, will will help with uh, with mouth pain. Hmm. Be careful with tea tree oil too, because it has to be diluted properly for the exact thing you are trying to treat. So if you just oh, happen to have gum, a tea tree infection. tea tree oil specifically uh, is a solvent. Right, so if you have hardcore concentrated tea tree oil, you're gonna you have to put it in glass because if you put it in plastic, it's gonna melt most of it. Mm-hmm. So be very careful if you're using concentrated tea tree oil. If you're buying like a soap or a shampoo that's got some in it, then the manufacturer has done the diluting for you. But buying tea tree oil as like an essential oil, like just plain, you have to mix it with something else, otherwise it will burn you. Yeah, well, you Sarah can basically kn- just give yourself chemical burns if you don't uh, yeah. dilute it properly. Sarah does know a thing or two about being diluted. Thank you, Sarah, for the call. Appreciate it. Let's continue here. Uh, <laughs> number 603-283-6160. So in other news, uh, U.S. inflation now admitted levels up to 7%. So, you know, the, the federal government gang, they have their highly manipulated inflation numbers, a CPI, the Consumer Price Index, which... We've decided that since it hasn't hit the products yet, that it doesn't exist. Sure, we printed twice the money that existed in the world, right. but it doesn't count yet. Well, of course, they count things differently than the rest of us do in real life, where we actually see the prices going up dramatically on things. No, and, rent uh, isn't a real price. Right. No one has to pay to live anywhere. So uh, they take, there are certain things that are not factored into the CPI, but so the CPI is like the bare, bare minimum, like what they're willing to admit the inflation rate is. And healthcare education. These aren't real costs. And even they have to admit 7% now. Yeah. Which is higher than, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how long it's been since it's ever I, hit that in my lifetime. All I know is it's the highest since, what, 82 or something? Yeah. I'm not sure. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I, 1982, I ha- it yeah. says it right here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of astonished that the uh, Build Back Better uh, didn't take off. It's like, wait, you. You're going to not spend any quantity of money ever? I'm not sure what you're referring to. Oh, uh, uh, Biden's Build Back Better got defeated by uh, uh, Joe Manchin. Oh, really? I didn't Mm -hmm. realize it was done for. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, at at least it uh, it didn't go through at the time at any rate. They're still probably going to try and push it through later. They might uh, do a nip tuck here and there. 
But uh, uh, I was keeping an, an eye on that because the one that did go through was uh, the one that said that, like, uh, PayPal and Venmo and all of those guys have to report anything of $600 or more. And now Whereas, is it $600? Uh, Build Back Better was the one that says that the banks have to report anything of $600 or more, and that one hasn't gone through. So wait, the $600 or more thing, is that... Because I've heard it's six hundred dollars or more, and I've also heard that it's up to or once you hit six hundred dollars, meaning that if there's more than six hundred dollars worth of transactions on your account, that then they have to report oh. you. Um, I think it's any transaction of six hundred dollars or more, or if you have more than twenty transactions in a year. Wow! So that's a lot of accounts. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but at the moment, that only applies to like third party payment uh, stuff and not to banks. Whereas uh, the the bank version hmm. of that's uh, uh, part of Build Back Better, which hasn't gone through yet. Which I was shocked to see any amount of government spending not pass. Well, like you said, they're going to give it another try. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure they will. I, there's a very, very short list of things government is good at. Killing, stealing, right? But they're also very good at spending. Well, that's because yes. this is one of the ways they steal. And that's because they didn't earn it. It's right. always easier to steal some, or to uh, spend something that you didn't earn. The number here is 603-283-6160. You can join us. You can take control of the airwaves in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up at 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for you if you get on the line right now. And, of course, you can join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. We have a chat server, and you can access it over at chat.freetalklive.com. That gives you, actually, the instructions on how to get on because there's a few hoops you got to jump through in order to get in there. It's It's a little bit complicated but uh once you get in there it works real real well it's super easy to jump in any old time you want to so just got to get it started it's not that complicated but you have to really want to chat yeah that's true chat.freetalklive.com <laughs> and uh, just a quick correction it is uh if it adds up to six hundred dollars that they w- will have oh. to that they will have to report that to the irs so you're talking about paypal cash app venmo, venmo yeah. any of these online payment companies so is it in a one-year time frame mm-hmm. i mean that's who that's everybody that's almost everyone yeah. right mm-hmm. Six, if you use PayPal on an occasional basis, you know, go to eBay or whatever the hell it is you do, it's not hard to hit $600. So are they reporting to the IRS? Is mm-hmm. that who it's going to? Okay. Yep. Also known as theirs. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Now you know. And what do you do about this? Well, start looking into cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. You know, Indeed. Get out of their system. Get out of their money system. They're only going to clamp this down tighter and tighter. That's why they're looking at coming out with a central bank digital currency. That way they have total control and total awareness of everything that you do financially. That's what they want. Yeah. And if you if you are regularly sending money, seriously, look into it just to save the money. I mean the the, the, the stats. Yeah, I mean the stats on like the amount of money that that gets saved when countries start adopting this for remittances, for example. I mean, it's just huge amounts of money that they're saving. There is a a quantity of people on planet Earth who seem to think that cryptocurrency is government sponsored. 
It's ridiculous. Right. And just to illustrate how ridiculous it is, the government cannot compete with cryptocurrency, so it's considering developing its own digital currency because it's so afraid of what cryptocurrency can do. That's true. Let's talk to Jeremy. He's on the line in Spokane listening on the radio. Go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah, so you were talking about the list of um, religious, religious exemptions mm-hmm. uh, in regards to people trying not to take the uh, the shot. Now, this is a conspiracy theory. I'm not a serious thing, but if if I were whispering into somebody's ear in high power or in a high position, this is kind of what I would do if I was a really bad guy. Okay. Um, if China attacks Taiwan and Russia attacks Ukraine, both at the same time, the U.S. is likely to do nothing about that. But if they wanted to play a part and utilize that to their advantage, they could technically during that time, if there was some kind of social issue and or some kind of chaos happening in the United States, invoke martial law. At that time, if they invoke martial law and they had a list of individuals that they just didn't really want here, but they couldn't do anything about it. Well, if we participated in some type of conflict and they i don't know drafted people they could send them overseas and technically make people disappear they could also stay in power until said martial law is listed i believe i can't be 100 percent sure about that but that being the case if the democrats did this somewhere around springtime well they'd have a list of people they can get rid of and they could stay in power just a theory uh if a uh, conspiracy theory of course but Hey, like I said, with the things going the way they are, I think that's not necessarily out of. That is one thing on the on the very long list of things that they can do to these people now that they've collected a list of their names. I, I like that you have a mind that can conceive of, you know, sort of a a far fetched theory. What I don't like is you calling a nationally broadcast radio station giving them ideas? <laughs> well, there have been trust me, oh, they've already thought about. There this. have been theories yeah. for a long time. <laughs> Every single president, as they're coming to the end of their term, in the in the as long as I can remember, as long as we've been doing this show for nearly twenty years, I remember. Oh my God, George Bush is going to freeze the elections, and he's going to make sure he never leaves office. And then the same thing was said about Barack Obama, and the same thing was said about Donald Trump, and they're going to say the same thing about Biden. And the reason why they don't do it is because it doesn't matter which which one of them is in charge. Because right, right. whoever it is, it's you know whether you believe there's some puppet masters pulling the strings behind the scenes or whatever, they know that the quote-unquote legitimacy of the state relies on its ongoing churning, right? Like, oh, see, you have a chance to change things. You can just vote, and then everything will be different. And they, they keep fooling people into believing this. Whereas if one of them actually were to shut down the elections and start rounding people up like you're talking about, it would send the message of, oh, crap, things aren't working like we thought they were supposed to. Now what do we do? Things are We're going to have to change things. We're going to have to overthrow or whatever. You know, There would be all kinds of different opinions that would come out as a result of them stopping the election uh, from happening. So they always want to continue on with the system because whoever it is that replaces Biden won't be any different. They'll just continue the same policies in the same way that Biden has basically been, you know, Trump the second. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got options between uh, Trump was, you know, talking about peace with Russia. So they made it a political impossibility for him to pursue that in any reasonable way. And they've got all the way from that to just uh, letting you take a, a, a drive through <laughs> Dallas. 
So, I mean, they've got options for, like, even if we got someone who was going to change things, they're not going to let that happen. Politics isn't the answer. The answer is to sidestep their their system entirely. And, I mean, what? my first thought of, like, what would they do with this list is just make sure that no one on this list, because these are government employees, make sure that no one on that list gets any power whatsoever. Mm. Jeremy, any other thoughts? Uh, yeah, well, actually, the reason why my assumption, they're eliminating the filibuster, um, they're taking a lot of steps specifically to eliminate, um, well, the, to, to actually eliminate the power on one particular side. The reason why my assumption is that this is actually not only possible, but that likely is that, well, it, if both China and Russia attacked at the exact same time, the United States would not likely do anything about that but the people within the united states that might stand up against a a declaration of martial law those people might sit down and not do anything about it because there's so much chaos going uh, you know on in the not only the world but the united states if there were some kind of social issue here or rioting or anything like that they may be more susceptible to accepting that they already did it we just did it with covid for the last two years so how it's definitely within the realm of possibility to assume that they might just accept a martial, a declaration of martial law under those circumstances. You know, there's really not a huge difference between where we are now with this whole COVID lockdown thing and martial law in general. Yeah, the yeah, difference between and, tanks in the streets. And I, and I got to point out that <laughs> I actually prefer that the U.S. not intervene if, say, uh, Russia decides to take Ukraine for its own at the exact same time that China decides to take Taiwan for its own. Right. Because the alternative there is literally World the end of the species. Yeah. Thanks, Jeremy. So... Appreciate the call tonight, man. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. Uh, but, you know, if they get rid of the filibuster, how's that going to be one-sided? I mean, the, either side has used the yeah, filibuster. Yeah, I was, I was actually surprised by that one. And I mean, the, the filibuster is weird because, like, they changed the rules so that you don't actually have to filibuster. You just had to declare just... that you're making a filibuster instead of you actually have to stand like, there. I, yeah, you, like, yeah, they changed the rules so that you didn't have to actually stand there. You just had to declare it and. Ta-da, you're filibustering, and they, they had weird rules around huh. it. I love the word filibuster. It just, it's a cool-sounding <laughs> word, filibuster, right, you know? It's not as cool as it sounds. But like. I uh, I wrote a song that I never released called Words, and uh, this song uh, I did some research for. I wanted to find out uh, what the most divisive words were in the English language. And so I went and I found out, and I made a list of all of them, and then... Well, I, it's a song, so I had to make things rhyme because that's mm-hmm. how I write lyrics. So I had to eliminate a bunch of them. But filibuster made the cut. So it's in the song as one of the most divisive words. And what did you rhyme it with? I didn't rhyme filibuster ah, with okay. anything. It was because, in the, the verse. But, the, yeah, the, the word filibuster made it okay. to the song. I'll, mm, I think I have some unfinished business there to, to that song <laughs> before it can be released but uh, i'll look at it again i have so many unfinished projects that it's hard for me to keep track these days you know uh we you mentioned bitcoin briefly did you guys hear about what was going on in tonga with a vol- like an underwater volcano yes recently? i did hear about the under like uh, there was a tsunami uh watch or warning triggered yeah. for all of the pacific northwest some crazy waves apparently or all of the pacific i guess flooding had to do with bitcoin Tonga is now copying El Salvador's Bitcoin bill. So really? uh, Tonga may be the Woo-hoo! second country on the planet to officially make 
Bitcoin legal tender. It's a move in the right direction. If they still exist after the I mean, uh, volcano. Because, I mean, hey, El Salvador used to require that you pay in U.S. dollars, and that's, that's no right. good. Yeah. That's right. Now you get the choice uh, in El Salvador. So, uh, out of time change. for tonight. We will be back tomorrow. In fact, I believe two of y'all are coming in on the Sunday edition that's the plan. of the program here. And if you've missed a moment of Free Talk Live, you can always go online and download them at your leisure over at freetalklive.com. It is completely free. And, of course, if you want to support the show, you can go to amps.freetalklive.com. We'll see you tomorrow.